The St. Louis Cardinals make a booming statement, launching bomb after bomb after bomb after bomb against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Is it time to start believing in this team again? This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. You can follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We're also available on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. That way you can interact with us. Hit the notification button. That way you're reminded when the new episodes are posted this is a show serving cardinal nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat today's episode is being brought to you by bird dogs go to birddogs.com slash locked on mlb and when you enter promo code locked on mlb they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order so last night history was made thursday night bush stadium what a night to be there right Cardinals and Dodgers combined to put on a power display that had never been seen at Bush Stadium 3 since its opening back in 2006. Now, this game, it had many ups and downs. <laughs> More ups than downs if you're a Cardinals fan, which is good. But no matter what team you were rooting for, this uh, this was a roller coaster of a game. Cardinals fall behind early with the Dodgers plating two in the first inning against starter Adam Wainwright, who was making just his third start of the regular season thanks to the injury that he sustained during uh, that workout with Team USA during the World Baseball Classic. He had a leadoff double, a couple of walks, another double. Immediately, the Cardinals are in a hole against the team who had the top record in the National League coming into the game. So not exactly the start you were looking for from a team that is you know, still trying to reestablish itself as a contender. And I'm not talking about just in the NL Central. I'm talking about in the entire National League. You know, the Cardinals... They're trying to crawl their way out of this, this hole that they've dug for themselves, and they want to be mentioned among teams that legitimately have a shot to go on to the playoffs and to win a World Series this year. That's the goal. But this is not the same Cardinals team that we saw in April and in the first week of May. Not, not even close. This is a team that is pulsing with confidence having won their last three series against the Cubs, the Red Sox, and the Brewers. This is an offense that finally has Nolan Arenado clicking, their leader. They've got the other Nolan, Nolan Gorman, becoming an elite left-handed slugger right before our very eyes. And they now have their starting catcher. That's right, he's a catcher. Wilson Contreras back from baseball purgatory and thriving with, with spirit and conviction, not only in himself, but in this team and this organization and in his decision to join St. Louis in the offseason. You know, two weeks ago, we're thinking, like, is he, like, upset that he he chose to come to St. Louis? Like, what is he thinking right now? Is he so upset at himself that he's locked in for five years with this? But now he looks happier than ever. In the third inning, in the third inning, the uh, the team got things rolling, thanks to 
another new yet old name, <laughs> Oscar Mercado, who used to be with the team. They went to Cleveland and has bounced around a little bit. Now he's back. Just got called up along with Matthew Libertor to help alleviate some of the workload in the outfield following injuries to Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson. We don't know when we're going to see Tyler O'Neill again. Carlson goes on the uh, IL, but he'll be back sooner rather than later. I mean, remember an outfield that had too many players just a couple of weeks ago. So much that they had to send down top prospect Jordan Walker. They had to send him down to Memphis. Now this outfield is a little bit thin, especially on the defensive side of things. I'm not trying to bag on Juan Yepes and Alec Burleson here, but clearly the reason they're in the major leagues is not because of their defense. It's because of how they swing the bats. Um, Mercado, Mercado singles. This is how he gets it going. He singles. He steals second. He's got great speed. And then Goldie walks, bringing Wilson Contreras to the plate. And I told you in yesterday's show, leading up to the game, how Dodgers starter Julio Arias was susceptible to giving up home runs. Had one of the highest totals in the league so far. And the first pitch Contreras sees, he unloads on it. A changeup launches it 434 feet into the freeze landing grass in center field. A no doubter that villain Willie admired just a little bit, just a little bit before pounding his chest a couple times towards the Cardinals dugout, exuding the, the flair that as an opponent, you absolutely hate to see the other guys doing. But as your teammate and as a fan, you love it. You love it. And this started an ambush on Arias that you just couldn't help but smile at when it started happening. Juan Yepes comes up next. He was pinch hitting for right fielder Tommy Edmond. You heard me correctly. Right fielder Tommy Edmond, who had to leave the game with lower abdomen soreness after he collided with Lars Newbar in the outfield. Made the catch. Made the catch. Seemed like he was okay, but probably precautionary is why they brought him out. But Juan Yepes was, was, the, what, Yepes was the next to attack. He lifts a towering fly ball down the line in left field that hits the seats. That makes it four to two. And Yepes, he's got to feel a little bit slighted, doesn't he? That Ali has decided to use Edmund in the outfield over him. Got to feel a little bit slighted, right? You know, he's like, hey, I'm an outfielder. What are you doing? Why are you putting Edmund out there? But it's because defensively, he's just not very good. But you saw him kind of vent out the frustrations that he's been feeling after he hits the home run. He spikes his bat in celebration of his second home run of the season. So you got to feel a little bit for Yepes, who probably deserves to be hitting every day at the major league level. But because of those defensive limitations and the emergence of Gorman as your pretty much everyday DH for the most part, um, has made Yepes' appearances few and far between. So personally, I was happy to see Yepes succeed in that moment just on a personal level. I liked it. Next batter, you get Nolan Gorman, who was starting at second base, despite there being a left-hander on the mound, something that fans have been asking for lately, despite his lack of success against him. They're like, look, he's to the point now where you shouldn't be benching him. You should just let him hit. Singles in his first at bat. And then he gets extended on a hanging breaking ball. And then he, too, deposits the ball into the stands in right center, making it back-to-back -back shots. It's now 5-2 to two Cardinals. Gorman's team leading 11th home run of the season. Next up, you got Paul DeYoung, who has an outstanding at-bat. 
an outstanding at bat. Falls behind quickly. 0-2. Works the count full. Files some pitches off. And then he catches a fastball in the inner half of the plate. Blasts it. His sixth stinger off the year goes off of the off Big Mac land in left field. Makes it back to back to back home runs. You get four dingers in the inning. Cardinals are up six to two, and everybody's loving life. People are doing backflips in the stands. You got the cheeseburger phone. Everybody's laughing and smiling and having a great time. And I loved it. My favorite celebration of it all was when the cameras panned over to Wilson Contreras, and he's you know getting his catcher's gear on and whatnot, and he sees the young leave the yard, goes up to the railing and like ultimate warrior style, start just shaking the Cardinals dugout railing <laughs> in approval of what he said. He doesn't know what else to do. He's just like, ah, and he's just, you know, he's going crazy. He's loving it. And I loved it. Everybody's loving it. If you're a Cardinals fan, the offense drops Arias like a bad habit, scorching him for six runs on six hits, four of them home runs and just three innings of work. Nolan Arenado. Gets in on the home run barrage the next inning, teeing off for a two-run shot that lands in the Dodgers' bullpen. His ninth of the year, sixth in his last seven games. Nine to two is the score now. Cardinals are running away with it. Adam Wainwright. Meanwhile, Adam Wainwright, yeah, he's still pitching. He's on cruise control. Everything's going uh, pretty, pretty well for him after that first inning. Pitches into the sixth before a very rare error by Paul Goldschmidt that leads to another run. Now, this is where things get interesting because it sets off a chain reaction that led to the Dodgers actually pulling within one run in this game. You get the uh, grand slam by, by Freddie Freeman. You get a solo homer by Max Muncy. All of a sudden, you're like, whoa, it's nine to eight. Both of those bombs hit off of uh, Hennessy's Cabrera, who, when he's right, he looks outstanding. But, man, when he is wrong, he goes down in flames. Like, it's not like a base hit here and there. Like, people just tee off on him. And that's what happened on Thursday. I'm not advocating uh, a demotion or anything like that for Cabby. But that's two not-so-great outings in his last three appearances. Just something. Keep an eye on it. Uh, so, for a brief moment, now we're starting to talk about, like, oh, gosh, now we got to get the bullpen up. we got to close out this game, right? It's Helsley. Going to be available to shut things down if we need him. He just threw, what was it, 24 pitches the day before? So now we're like, oh, boy. Doubt begins to creep into, you know, the minds of the fans. I know I know it did in mine. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking, are they going to blow this? Are they going to screw this up? This is going to be fitting for how bad the season has been for the most part. But then again, this is not the Cardinals team from April. Instead, Jordan Hicks comes in. And looks incredible. Comes into that eighth inning, dominates in the bottom half, and then uh, the offense puts the nails in the in the Dodgers' coffin. Okay, they they scratch across a couple of more runs. Once again, Oscar Mercado in the middle of things there, and then you get another villain Willie home run. Villain Willie, man, I tell you what, he he is something fun to watch when he's on your team, screaming with joy as he circles the bases, just letting out all the emotions. And then just for fun, you get another home run by Nolan Gorman, making it 16-8. to eight. All is well in Cardinal Nation. It was a good one to watch last night. Again, a roller coaster of ups and downs, but in the end, a dominating victory. Now, next on Locked on Cardinals, I've got some key stats about last night's record-setting evening to share with you, plus why I think it's time to start believing in this team again. 
Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams, including the Cardinals. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers will actually own their fantasy experience. You collect, you buy, you sell, and you compete with player cards against global opponents to win some epic rewards. And you got some cool things that you can actually uh, end up taking home with you. I'm talking about so rare scarcity cards. Those are available, which are good because they help you win. Plus, again, uh, you can get game tickets. You can get game tickets to uh, upcoming Major League Baseball games. How about some merchandise? How about signed jerseys? That would be pretty cool. Put that on your wall. Show it off to people. How about some VIP experiences where you actually meet MLB stars? These are things that you can win as long as you're climbing to the top of the leaderboards. So head to SoRare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards. You then set your lineup and then you start competing so you can win some of those epic rewards. It's a lot of fun once you get rolling. It really is because you got to build your team up. Yeah. And then uh, when you start getting those better cards, you start winning a lot more and you're like, all right, this is cool again. Winning is fun, as we saw last night with the Cardinals and winning with so rare is fun as well. So check it out. So rare.com slash locked on to start playing today. The Cardinals face the Dodgers again tonight. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Once again, thank you to my everydayers for uh, being a part of Locked on Cardinals each and every day. Uh, coming up on Monday, we'll obviously recap what's going on uh, this weekend between the Cardinals and the Dodgers. And uh, the Cardinals will go on the road as well and are traveling to Cincinnati to play four against the Reds Monday through Thursday. So uh, we'll give you a preview on what's going on uh, and what to expect in that particular series. So let's go back to last night, though, because that was a lot of fun, right? Some key stats from last night, courtesy of Rob Raines at stlsportspage.com. So the Cardinals and the Dodgers combined for nine home runs last night which is a new record for Bush Stadium 3. Again, that's the uh, latest version of Bush Stadium, which uh, came to fruition in 2006. The Cardinals hit seven of those nine home runs, which is also a new record for Bush Stadium 3. The last time the Cardinals hit seven home runs in a game was back on July 12th of 1996. They did that against the Cubs in Chicago at Wrigley Field. The only other time the Cardinals hit four home runs in an inning at home was on June 6th, 1948, and this was the first time since 1957 that the Cardinals had multiple innings in which they scored six or more runs. The Cardinals have now hit 20 home runs over their last seven games and 33 so far in their last uh, or in the first 16 games in the month of May. That ties them with the New York Yankees and the Atlanta Braves for the most in the major leagues this month. After losing the first game of each of their first 11 series of the season, remember all that and how miserable we all were and making fun of them? The Cardinals have now won the first game in their last four series. Three of them, they ended up winning. Obviously, we don't know what the final tally will be here in this Dodgers series, so that's still ongoing. Is it the return of the running Redbirds? Uh, an era of the 80s when they were stealing bases all the time, which I was a huge fan of, and I loved it. And a lot of people I know loved it, using the speed to make things happen on the base paths, to force the team to do things out there that they wouldn't normally do, which made them make mistakes and led to a lot more runs. It's a fun way to play baseball. And the team had three stolen bases last night, two of those from Oscar Mercado, 
One of them, a delayed steal of home plate, which was awesome to watch. And that extended the Cardinals' streak without having a runner caught stealing to 19 steals in a row, which dates back to April the 26th. And how about quick shout out to Oscar Mercado? Last night, huge in this game. Three hits, two stolen bases, three runs scored. Plays fantastic defense. Yes, please. I will take more of that. Thank you very much, Oscar Mercado. Mercado. I, I would love to see him in the lineup tonight. Keep throwing them out there, man. That was fun. Uh, Wilson Contreras. I'm not going to stop giving love to Wilson Contreras because he absolutely deserves it right now. Wilson Contreras. Quickly becoming arguably the most popular player on this team. You've got a Goldschmidt. You got an Arenado. Everybody loves Wainwright. People are falling in love with Gorman now, but Wilson Contreras, man. How do you not love this guy? Became the first Cardinals catcher with six RBIs in a game since Pags. Tom Pagnazzi back in 1991. That's a long time ago, people. Got his first curtain call as a Cardinals player last night. Enjoyed that. Uh, I believe in the post game, he mentioned how he hadn't gotten one in like six years when he was with Chicago. He keeps doing what he's doing right now. He's going to get plenty more of them in St. Louis because we love to stand up and clap for our favorite players. Last year, the Cardinals catchers combined for a 209 batting average, nine home runs and 48 RBIs. On-base percentage of 261, slugging at 291, OPS of 552. PU, stinky, awful, terrible, just brutal. As low as you can get production-wise from a position. This year, Wilson Contreras alone has a 256 batting average, five home runs and 24 RBIs in 43 games by himself. OBP at 343, slugging 429, OPS at 776. Then you tack on what Kisner's additional output has been. Three home runs, 10 RBIs, and you've now got a combined eight home runs and 34 RBIs. Guys, that's one home run and 14 RBIs short of the output by the catching position for the entire season last year. We're in the back end of May right now, and they're almost there already. And yes, some of the Contreras numbers are DH numbers. I know that. But still, you take away that. Together, Contreras and Kisner, as catchers, are hitting a combined 253 with six home runs and 25 RBIs. It's a monster upgrade in production. Just, he's he's doing tremendous things. And now that he's seemingly kind of figured out what's expected of him behind the plate, not a lot to complain about with Wilson Contreras, especially when you're winning ball games. Now, twice in this game, Last night, it felt to me like the Dodgers were going to win this game. I'm going to be honest. First inning, they jump on Wayno early. I was just hoping things wouldn't get out of hand against the crafty right-hander. I had buddies of mine texting me. Gosh, he throws just 87. This is, is going to be trouble. And then again, I had a, a moment where I was like, oh, gosh, here we go. Nine to eight. After the Max Muncie home run, I'm like, oh, boy. My wife who's a Reds fan. She's from Cincinnati. It's not her fault, but she's a Reds fan. Is pointing and laughing, telling me, oh, they're going to blow it. Uh." 
That's it. You guys are screwed. Yeah. I'm over. I'm just looking at her. I'm like, shut up. You're the Reds. What do you ever win? But she could see my frustration because I was starting to get, you know, the, the flashbacks, the PTSD from what we saw in the first like 30 games of this season from this team. You know, we saw them blow games like this. But each time, each time the Dodgers started to mount, when they took the lead and then mount the comeback, instead of folding like a lawn chair, the Cardinals punch back. They punch back. And it's that fight that has me believing in this team once again. Now, if they had lost last night and blown that huge lead, boom, we are right back to square one again. Because now you're like, oh, gosh, can't be doing that. But that's not what happened. That's not what happened. They go off and score seven more runs to put the game away. Their ability to get to get knocked down, but to pick themselves up like they did in Boston, like they did last night, to get up and fight back, That's that's got me believing in them, that they have turned this corner and that, that it's a team that you can trust right now. And they're not doing it against like lower level teams. No offense, but you know, Rockies, Nationals, A's, guys like that. When you're doing it against those teams, you should be beating them anyway. It's happening against the Red Sox in Boston. It's happening against the Brewers, leaders in the NL Central. And now the mighty Dodgers last night. And a lot of that has to do with confidence. In April, they had none. No confidence in the pitching staff, no confidence in their catching, their defense, their offense, like nothing worked. <laughs> it was a complete and total meltdown in all aspects of the game, including like basic fundamentals. It was painful to watch. But now we're here on May 19th. The Cardinals have won nine of their last 11 ball games. They're no longer in last place in the National League. Yay! They've jumped ahead of Washington by a, a half game, by the way. So that's good news. Yes, they're still in last place in the NL Central. We knew it was going to take time to dig out of this hole, but they're now just one game back of the Cubs and the Reds. They're five back of second place Pittsburgh, six back of first place Milwaukee. You've got the Cubs who are who are sinking fast right now. They're they're freaking out over there. They've dropped five in a row, eight of their last ten. The Reds are just kind of floating around the five hundred mark. In their last 10, and they've got Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees coming to Cincinnati this weekend, and they've won seven of their last 10. My dog's over here choking on something. Uh, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Maybe that's why. Is that what you're trying to say, Manny? Don't get ahead of ourselves. Wait, that's that's the thing, is I don't want to start thinking ahead too much because that's bad. We all know the saying how the Cardinals will, they go ballistic one night and just erupt for a bunch of runs and then they come crashing back to earth in the next game. It just happened against Milwaukee in the last series. So the focus, keep it here. Don't focus on the standings. They'll take care of themselves in due time. The focus needs to be on tonight's game against Los Angeles. One game at a time. That's what we got to preach right now. As cliche as it is, that's how it's got to be uh, handled at the moment. So we're going to preview that matchup coming up next on Locked on Cardinals. Fit, comfort, and versatility. Things that, you know, you look for in clothing. It's something I look for in clothing. Especially in spring and summer <laughs> when 
You don't want to be wearing a lot of clothing because we know how hot it gets in St. Louis. Like it's just sweaty and balmy and you're like, I, I, I got to be comfortable. I need comfortable clothing, but I don't want something that's overbearing and restricting. Nobody likes that. So time to bust out the bird dogs. I've got some. If you don't have any yet, you need to get your hands on them because if you haven't tried them yet, you're missing out on some of the most comfortable yet classy looking shorts on the planet. They've got the stretchy fabric, which I am absolutely in love with. Love the stretchy fabric because it moves with you in your legs, in your waist. Things don't have to be all snug in areas. You don't want them to be snug. I like my shorts a little longer. I got the nine inch seam. You can go shorter if you want to. That's fine. You can wear them pretty much anywhere you want. I'm not saying wear the bird dogs to church. (laughs) I'm not saying that, but you're going out to lunch. You're going out to dinner. They're perfect because they're classy looking. Wear them to the golf course. I'm going to have mine on uh, this Sunday. I got got a charity event to go to. I'll have them on my bird dogs. Uh, chilling around the house, watching Cardinals games. They're perfect. If you're ready to, to try them, take your shorts to the next level, go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter promo code locked on MLB, they're going to throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Again, if you're a golfer, Yetis are kind of nice out on the, on the golf course. So check them out for yourself. If you haven't already, that's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. The Cardinals send Steven Matz to the mound tonight against the Dodgers. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Steven Matz. Uh, what to make of Steven Matz? What can I tell you? He, he's like he's like a box of chocolates, man. <laughs> you just never know what you're going to get. 0-4 this year. ERA 5.62. That's not great. We know that. He has been better lately. Give him credit. Pitched pretty well against Boston last time out. Some uh Defensive struggles, Juan Yepes, led to his numbers being worse than he really pitched in that one. Uh, Before that, he had a solid outing against Detroit, allowing just one run over five and a third innings. And more good news going into tonight's game with Matt starting against the Dodgers is the Dodgers don't hit lefties all that well. In fact, they have the lowest batting average in Major League Baseball against left-handers, hitting just 199, and they've struck out the eighth most in the league against lefties. So that's all good news. That's positive stuff for Matt. Again, the guy tonight that you're going to have to be careful with is Freddie Freeman. He burned them last night, two for five, including the grand slam that brought the team back to life in that sixth inning. He's hitting 303 off Matt's in his career with a home run and six RBIs. But other than Freeman, most of the Dodgers haven't had that much success against Matt's. So it's not really that bad of a matchup tonight. So maybe tonight's the night that Matt's can celebrate his first win. Now, on the other side for the Cardinals, uh, they'll be facing right-hander Tony Gonsolin for the Dodgers, who they haven't seen much of. So the numbers are, are pretty low, very small sample size. He's made just three starts against St. Louis. He's 1-0 with a 3.86 ERA uh, against them in his career. Nolan Arenado does have a home run off of him. Goldie and Kisner have two RBIs against him, but... That's really it as far as individual production because he just hasn't pitched against them very much. Uh, Gonsolin started the year on the IEL. He's only appeared in four games this year, but he's 1-1. One one. ERA 1.42. Sparkling right there, right? Allowed just 300 runs over 19 innings. He throws a four-seamer that sits eh, around 92-93. Nothing overpowering, but he's got a really good splitter. He throws a slider and a curve with the fastball and splitter being his main two pitches. 
But of the 16 strikeouts that he's got uh, against opposing hitters this year, nine of those have come on the slider. So that's his put-away pitch. So the guys are going to have to be aware of that. Uh, last year, Gonsolin had an incredible season that nobody talks about. Nobody talks about it. Everybody was Sandy Alcantara, Cy Young Award winner, best pitcher in the league last year. Tony Gonsolin was 16-1 and one with a 2.14 ERA in a career-high 24 starts. Dealt with some injuries, which took him out of the running for the Cy Young Award. But 16-1 and one with an ERA of 2.14? You kidding me? The dude is good. The Cardinals will have their work cut out for them tonight. But remember as well, as I continue to preach the positive things here, um, this is a team that's feeling themselves right now. They're loving them some, some them. They're having a good time. They're having fun. They've got a, a cheeseburger phone, for God's sakes. <laughs> They're dialing up home runs in, in the dugout with a cheeseburger phone. Straight out of the movie Juno. They've won 9 of 11. They just recently beat top right-handers like Marcus Stroman with Chicago. They beat Freddie Peralta and Corbin Burns with Milwaukee. So I'm guessing they're going to come into this one pretty loose, uh, kind of no fear, if you will, uh, against Tony Gonsolin tonight, no matter what his numbers look like. Uh, Injury-wise, we'll have to wait on what's going on with Tommy Edmond, see how he's feeling today after leaving last night's game after that collision with Newt in the outfield. I still can't believe he held on to that ball. That was crazy. But kind of ruined my click to pick this weekend if he's going to be banged up and hurt. So that's kind of a bummer. But as long as they're winning, who cares, right? <laughs> so enjoy the ball game tonight and the rest of the weekend. I'll be back with you on Monday to recap the weekend and uh, preview the series in Cincinnati. So all my everydayers, make sure you're back here with us coming up on Monday. Uh, catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast against the Dodgers the rest of this weekend at Bush with SiriusXM on the SXM app to search Cardinals. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and myself at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Help the channel and our love for the Cardinals grow. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I will see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. 